0: Fatherhood is fascinating. One day, you're dad of the year, and the next day is, well, the next day. Welcome to Positively Dad, a podcast designed to help dads embrace the journey. Thank you for joining us for Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I'm your host, and I'm a dad, and I'm so thankful that you've decided to join us today for our episode you know, ever since I could remember I've wanted to be a dad. And seven years ago my wife and I had the great joy of becoming parents, or the proud parents of Naomi. She's a first grader, almost second grader, and we have so much fun. And, you know, when when I learned I was gonna be a father, you know, I just like you, I, I just wanna be the best dad I could be and raise an amazing child and, and be an amazing partner to my wife. And so I went out to look for the resources to do that and help me learn and grow, and I just found there weren't very many resources for dads. And that's what inspired Positively Dad. That's why we're here today. And so my goal is to bring you things as a father that are gonna add value to you, that are gonna help you be a great dad, that are gonna help you be a great partner. And and we're gonna have conversations that maybe you wouldn't have elsewhere. And today we're gonna have a serious one. We're gonna have a serious conversation today because there was a story that came across uh, just a few days ago that I saw that really grabbed my attention. I saw it in Time and and if you look all over you know any of the web the, the news websites you'll see this story. And it was a study that came out that talked about how teen suicide attempts are on the rise. In fact, they're not just on the rise, they're skyrocketing. And and that more teenage and pre adolescent girls are attempting suicide than ever before in this country since they've been tracking it. And so I said we need to get the researchers on from this uh, study and talk with them and, and, and look at what's going on, why is it happening, and how can we as parents be aware so that we can intervene if we need to. And what the study found is that most uh, of these suicide attempts, in fact the number one way that a young person will attempt suicide is through self-poisoning. That's the number one way for adolescents. It's, it's actually the third leading cause of suicide deaths overall. It's the number one cause of attempts for young people. And in fact, they've seen the number of suicide attempts through poisoning almost double, no, I'm sorry, more than double since 2000 in kids younger than 19. And that the biggest increase is in young girls starting at the age of 10. We need to talk about this. We have a responsibility as parents to be aware, to know, so that we can jump in and help our kids out when we need to. Today we have Dr. Henry Spiller, the director of the Central Ohio Poison Center. He's also at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. And he, along with Dr. John Ackerman, did the research on this. And, and so we've invited him to join us today to talk a little bit about the study and then I'll talk a little bit more about some things that his co-author said, along with some other thoughts that I have. So let's jump right in and have this conversation. And, and so, Dr. Spiller, thank you so much for joining us today on Positively Dad. Well, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Now, you, uh, you guys worked on this research on, on teen suicide and, and noticed it's jumped. I mean, that's alarming.
1: It is. Uh, this is. I mean, it was remarkable to us uh initially when we looked at it um we were working on something else and we looked at the just a group of teens 16 17 year olds and we saw this so we expanded it we went from 10 years old to actually 30 years old and we we just published up to 24 but there's a remarkable and and to me rather frightening jump that occurred in in the adolescence um, like 11 to about 18, and it occurred. There's a a time frame. It was relatively flat. Actually, it goes back almost 20 years before the 2010-2011. It was flat or somewhat declining, and then after 2011 or so, there was a sudden change, and it and it's a dramatic spike. In the 13- to 15-year-olds, it's as much as 300% increase. That's like four times what it used to be.
0: That I mean, if that doesn't get a parent's attention, if it doesn't get educators' attentions, doctors' attentions, I don't know what does. A 300% jump for that young.
1: Yes, and it is. I mean, we we tried to match it with a number of things. Um, We didn't. You know, was it the opiate crisis? Was it the economy? Was it, you know, we tried to look at a number of these. Um, the one that seemed to fit best was the change in in, in uh, screen time, social media access uh, that showed up after 2011. You know, cell phones and everything associated with them, you know, increasingly penetrated this age group. And that seems to be the best fit. But even if it's not that, I mean, we want to let parents know this is different than when they were 14, you know, back uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. This is something we haven't seen.
0: Yeah. the It's, it's easy to it, – it sounds like to me you don't have definitive data to say that social media use or, or screen time is the reason, and yet it makes sense. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because okay.
1: the, in these cases, we don't have their screen time as part of this database, mm-hmm. and so we can't um, match that. Got it. We've matched it from other research, and that's the best fit, but we don't have it in our database. What we have is a just, these are 1.6 million kids. This is over 19 years, but this is huge. We're talking literally tens, hundreds of thousands of adolescents, so this isn't, you know, one or two. We're not saying the sky is falling, chicken little. We want to let parents know this is this is quite real.
0: So, Dr. Spiller, you're saying hundreds of thousands. I mean, how does that compare for suicide attempts before? That just seems like such a massive number.
1: It is. I mean, this is the entire U.S., but I, that's what alarmed us. We're not saying, you know, it went from 11 to... 15, which is t- statistically an increase, you know, and right. you say that's giant job. This is h- literally tens and hundreds of thousands. Um, this is, uh, again, something that's uh, – and these are all kids that showed up in the ER. Um, now, this is focuses on poisoning. They took something, you know, in, in their suicide attempt that um, – primarily drugs, but they use other things. Um, But these are real events, kids showing up in the ER. Another frightening thing is that not only were the number of cases increasing, but the severity, because we also know what happened to all of these. Mm -hmm. So the ones that had severe outcomes, seizures, cardiac arrhythmias, coma, and including death ultimately, the portion of cases is increasing. So it's not just the number, but the ones that are bad is also increasing.
0: And th- when you look at it, I mean, obviously it's alarming, like we have said. We've got some ideas based on other research and what you're looking at as to what it could be. I mean, we, do, we have changed the way we socialize. It may be that, you know, when I was growing up, I might get bullied at school and then I could go home and that could be shut off. And um, I could find value in other places. And really now... Maybe what you're suggesting is it could be, I mean, you could literally have a, a teenager, an adolescent, your research goes to as early as 10, who is just constantly feeling pressure, attacked, not good enough, not worthy. I mean, it, they can never turn that off. That's
1: what we believe. And, we, and we're and we hoping, you know, we're following up on this. But you're right. I mean, 20 years ago, you could go home from school and they had to call you on your landline, your parents' telephone. If they wanted to, <laughs> which they weren't gonna. Right. Um so you at least had your family, your friends, you could get away from it till you went back to. Now when they go home, they're never not disconnected, you know. Yeah. Um it's it is a something we need to think about.
0: What other influences do you think are out there that might lead to uh, a a young person, someone's child to make a decision that that this is something they should attempt?
1: Well, we're looking at that. We're actually we have a second study we're analyzing. We're looking at some, um, you know what substances they use. We're looking. We found that it it, it tends to have to do with um, population density. Um, more rural um, is a greater risk. There we're following up, but we don't know the answer yet. The reason we went with this one early is because this is striking, and we need to. Um, This isn't a bunch of surveys, you know, I'm feeling bad. These are cases showing up in the ER, and we want to have people pay attention. One, parents pay attention, but also uh, we need to begin to devote resources to this. I do want to say that if these occur and they're brought to – and they come in for – therapy or they, they're brought to the attention, the likelihood of, of a successful suicide or a second suicide attempt goes down uh, dramatically. So there is help and it does work. And that's a message we want to get to parents is not just, you know, um, I'm frightened, but there is some. So if you talk to your children, you know, if, you, if you're concerned about this, there is help and it does work.
0: Okay, perfect. So I'm going to, and I'll follow up on that here in just a minute. I want to wrap this end of it up first, which are, um, you know, just some of the causes and why some of the spikes. So if th- there was a report, I think that came out earlier this year, that talked about a program that was out on Netflix or something that, um, then they saw a jump in suicide. Oh, attempts 13
1: reasons why. Right. Um, do I know I've I've seen these, but I I wanna that came out in two thousand seventeen, <laughs> and I want to tell you our data goes back to the the spike started rising in two thousand eleven two thousand approximately, you know that show well, it may I think it's more describing what's been going on than the cause of it because it's been going on for again five six years and it's building up so by the time that show comes on, we've been. The data shows we've been seeing this for you know four or five years before this, yeah um it may have an impact on in some children, but it's really more a description That's of what's been going on in the community,
0: right not what's a core problem it. than that, yes, yeah, and then what about if if you have a family member or someone who's attempted suicide, does the likelihood that someone else may attempt it go up
1: uh, not necessarily um an interesting thing is we saw that uh after eighteen we went all the way up to thirty, but this study only publishes up to year twenty four um, after eighteen it changes dramatically um and we don't see this spike we didn't see it um and when we go on, it is rising but not in this mat, in the, at this level it's mm-hmm. it's Really, a one percent, two percent rise. Don't okay, I don't yeah. want to make light of that, but this is a very different group. Something's so the thirteen to fifteen-year-old,
0: the fifteen to the thirteen to fifteen-year-old group is what really captured your attention with a three hundred percent increase in suicide attempts.
1: Very much so. I mean, these it it, it is. I don't want to, you know, in any way say I'm I, I'm not concerned about when you hit thirty, <laughs> and and uh, but this is a very different group. And I think the reason it hasn't been found before is when you do these large studies, they take the whole population, you know, from you know, 10 to 70. And this group got what we call washed out. They were kind of like diluted and you didn't see this big spike because you had, you were looking at the whole big group and they kind of got diluted out.
0: Interesting. So. And so now by breaking it down by age range, you can get a little bit clearer data and maybe find some reasons and, and then, you know, find ways to stop this. So let's move forward. Now, if you've got it, I have a, you know, I have a seven year old, the fact that you have 10 year olds included in your study woke me up big time. Right. I mean, I'm not, we're not that far away from a 10 year old. And to think that, that a 10 year old is making that decision. Um, wow. That, that, hello. And so as parents, we you know, look, we don't need to run around scared and and freak out about this. We need to be educated. So what would you say to parents to understand the signs, you know, what to do? What advice would you give to them?
1: This is something where uh, it sounds uh, easy to say, but you you need to talk to your children. Um, That's the first idea. I know they're all, hey, how's your day today? It was fine. And they don't want to talk to you. But you need to, that's the first step is to communicating with them. If you're concerned, um, you know, you can talk to your pediatrician or, or counselor. Um, if there's no problem, they'll let you know. But it's something that uh, don't ignore it is what we're trying to say. Um, we want to let them know, you know, I was an adolescent once and, you know, I, I you know, my thirteen you know, I was in eighth or ninth grade or something, I was like, Oh, I'm not in the right click and it was you know, I felt terrible maybe or not. This is different. We're seeing something real different and and that's what we're trying to for the parents what we're trying to get across is that uh we haven't seen this before, this kind of rise. So be a you know, be proactive. Talk with them if you're concerned. And talking with them once when they're 12, talk to them again when they're 14, (laughs) talk to them again when they're 16, you know, it's not just once, because we see this through that whole period.
0: We've got to have a relationship with our kids and talk to them, even if they don't want to have a relationship with us. It's important to be aware as to what they're thinking. And so we should just talk to them. That's what you're saying.
1: That's the first step. It it clearly is. Don't ignore this. And that's the reason we want to let them know when we're seeing tens and hundreds of thousands that this is happening in their state. This is happening in their town and hopefully not in their family, but it might be. So please, you know, be aware.
0: What are some signs? Let's say that, I mean, we, you know, we have a decent relationship and we talk to our kids. I'm sure that you have interviewed parents who were shocked that their child had attempted suicide, like just completely shocked what are some things we need to be watching for
1: uh i'm uh my partner is the is the psychologist i'm the toxicologist but um and i usually refer those to 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 john my uh partner on this paper Mm -hmm. but it is something that uh when we talk to parents that when they are shocked they it is something where they just didn't think it was going to be their kid. And they may have just taken sort of a, a, a I, I don't want to look view at it. <laughs> um, but it is something to, to be aware of. I mean, all children kind of like, you know, don't want to tell their parent about, I don't know, I skipped school one day or something like that or I got a bad grade. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to talk to them. Yeah. Um,
0: Did you notice a difference between boys and girls?
1: Tremendous. Um, in the young uh, 12 to 16 uh, certainly 12 to 15 it's 80% girls females Um, it has a tremendous gen uh, shift Uh, once you get to after 20 that gets much closer you know it's 60 40 but in that young age group it's predominantly females and they're driving when we looked at this that rise was almost entirely females after 2011 wow so we do want to um it's not that it, there aren't males but it it is predominantly females in the in those younger age groups
0: do you have any guesses or, or any, did any any data show up as to why that's the case
1: we originally thought that was a another indicator of social media of of access because when we looked at things like if it was an economic change it should have affected both genders if it was you know the opiate crisis causing dissolution of families it should have been both genders and it wasn't and again it's another thing that kind of suggests to us that this is that that social media you know, bullying aspect, not necessarily just bullying, but that's a big indicator.
0: Yeah. Or even just comparing and, and, you know, thinking that your life isn't as good as somebody else's or something. I mean, who knows what's going on inside, you know, the mind of the Instagram influencers
1: and I should be like this and I don't want to target a particular platform or I think it's just the way they're communicating. and, And that part of it is, is a probably a major driver and that's another thing that they want to talk to their kids about you know what are they using
0: (laughs) well and this is a chance for us as parents and we we did a podcast on this you know we've got to teach our children how to have a healthy relationship with social media and their screen time and all that kind of stuff because screens aren't going anywhere and social media is not going anywhere it's part of the world and and the, the guest that I had on said, you know, when they're little, you don't take them to the park and drop them off and say, good luck, and let them figure it out. When they're little, you take them to the park and you teach them how not to push or cut in line or what's safe and what's not safe. And if we don't do that on a, on a social media space or with screen time, then now we leave them out to figure it out on their own. And what you're saying is one of the consequences of that without us as parents being involved, without us being engaged, looking at what they're doing, teaching them what's appropriate, helping them create safe places online, then then that's, in, in your data, is showing us this massive 300% increase in suicide attempts. I mean, you know, raising a child in 2019 is not the same as it was in 2011. In just eight years, it's changed massively.
1: It has. I couldn't agree more. I I mean, I mean, my background is toxicology, and but this is something that is, and we're, uh, we came out with this as soon as we saw this. I mean, this is up to the end of 2018, and it's now just May 2019. I mean, this is really essentially as recent data as you can get, and we wanted to get it out there. But we're following up and looking at. Um, what is causing this and what, you know, obviously what can we do about it? But one of the things is that I th- I couldn't agree with you more. You really have to sort of work with them the same way you would work with them in anything else. You're not going to just drop them off on the street corner and say, find your way home, you know.
0: All right. right, got to teach them. All right, so as we wrap up, uh, what what would you want parents to know or think about um, you know as 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 you 've looked at this study what 's the takeaway you want everyone to have
1: well two are one is that um this is a this is quite real. I mean these are literally hundreds of thousands of kids in the e r with this so this is really occurring please don 't ignore it and two is that if you are concerned, there is help and it and we know it does work if we get them in and we either get them to, you know, their pediatrician or counselor, um, once that sort of begins, the likelihood of a second attempt or, or a successful suicide goes down dramatically. Help is there, and it does work. To get them through this tough period, I mean, it is, it is a difficult period, and it's more difficult than it used to be, and, and this is one thing. If you're concerned, there is help, and it does get them through it.
0: Well, I, I appreciate you joining us today. This is really valuable information, and and I believe parents need to hear it. So I, I do appreciate you, Spiller, for taking the time. And um, thank Dr. Ackerman as well for doing the research with you. And, um, and and we just do appreciate you taking the time out today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely eye-opening, very powerful and valuable information. And I thank Dr. Spiller for joining us today on Positively Dad. You know, the, there's so much that stuck out to me that the, the jump for 13 to 15-year-olds in suicide attempts is up 300%. It's up 300%. 300%. And that, I mean, that got my attention. I'm sure it got yours. So today I want to wrap up with looking at some different things, and that's um, just referencing some things that his co-author um, Dr. John Ackerman said, he, he's the suicide prevention coordinator at, at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Cleveland, and he told Time, he said, he you cannot overstate the importance of checking in emotionally with kids at very young ages and giving them tools to express what they're struggling with. In other words, we've got to talk to them, and, and Dr. Spiller referenced that in his interview, that we've got to engage and talk and, and be aware of what's going on, and you know, gosh, I have a seven-year-old. It's tough to find out what she's thinking. I, I, I can't imagine what it's like for those of you out there who who have children in this age range, what it's like. And yet Dr. Ackerman says you've got to because here's what he told Time magazine. Quote, he said, that's one of the most effective things you can do. It's one of the most effective things you can do is just simply talk to him. He says other reducing access to lethal means, which he says keep medications safely stored uh, disposing of unneeded pills. The number one thing you can do is is just talk to them and know what they're struggling with and ask them a lot of questions. Now, Dr. Spiller referenced this, and Dr. Acterman says it as well. That that they believe that social media, increased technology, and just changes on how we socialize as people is a big reason. Uh, I should I don't want to say that could could be part of the reason for the increase in suicide attempts and. You know, so here's the thing we have to look at. And, and as a reference, I might recommend that you go back and listen to the episode that we did on screen time. It was a really, really good episode. We talked to uh, Dr. Jordan Shapiro. He wrote a book called The New Childhood. And we talked a lot about how screens are here. There's nothing we can do about it. Technology is here. I mean, that stuff is around. And that, that part of, you know, our life now involves the use of screens and social media and, and all that sort of stuff. And so we've got to understand how to raise children in a time that screens are here, that we have access constantly. So that's episode number eight of Positively Dad. The Screen Time Debate is what it's called. And I talked with jo- Dr. Jordan Shapiro uh, about his book, The New Childhood, where he looks at that. And, and one thing he said is what we have to do is raise children who have a healthy relationship with technology, because if we raise children who have a healthy relationship with technology, they will become adults who have a healthy relationship with technology because it's not going anywhere. And and so if we go back to what Dr. Ackerman said, who did the study with Dr. Spiller, he said we've got to to be aware of what our, our children are doing online and what's happening and have awareness around it. And he says, and then we should talk about what they're feeling. Be you know, be connected with them. He says we got here's a quote. Making sure that they feel socially connected without being overwhelmed is really important. So how can we help them do that? And, and I don't know the answers, and that's why I'm doing these interviews. You know, sometimes I say, this is a conversation with me. I just want to learn, and you get to listen in. And, and that's the value of these interviews. So I would gonna, I'm going to recommend to go back and listen to episode number eight, The Screen Time Debate with Dr. Jordan Shapiro, because he can walk you through how to do that, how to be able to connect and, and help them create a healthy relationship. Here's another thing Dr. Ackerman said. He said that it's really complex. Suicide is a complex issue. And he said we should not be afraid to talk about suicide with the people that we care about. He said especially if our kids are showing some type of suffering. Here's what he told Time. Distress does not increase when you ask kids questions, and, and it doesn't result in additional cases of suicidal thoughts or behaviors. Not only can we ask about it, we should ask about it. In other words, what I'm seeing there is, look, if you think that your child might be contemplating suicide, ask them. Asking them doesn't increase the likelihood that they'll do it. It actually, according to this study, looks like it might help them. I'll tell you, there's so much in here that was of so much value uh, to me. I trust it was of some value to you as well. Now, you know, every week we do the kids corner with Naomi and when i was looking at this subject and doing the interview it just you know it just didn't feel like today was a day to have an episode so we're giving Naomi a vacation week she gets the week off so that we could just look at this particular study and, and she'll be back in our next episode here are the takeaways though for me today on this one number 1 it's happening the increase since 2011 is noticeable enough that they published the study early so we should pay attention as, as parents number 2 we've got to educate ourselves about what their world is like compared to ours. It's different. Our kids are growing up in a different world than we did. They're more connected than ever before, and some might argue that that causes them to be more disconnected than ever before. They're doing more comparing. They're they, you know, and there's all sorts of things. So be aware of what's going on in social media and so go back and listen to episode number 8, which is the screen time debate with Dr. Jordan Shapiro to get some Thoughts on that. And then finally, number three, if you feel as if, if you're curious, if you're concerned that your child might be contemplating suicide, ask them. It's okay. It's okay to ask them. So listen, I appreciate you joining us for this episode of Positively Dad. I trust it was of some value to you that you learned something and that this might create a conversation that you might have at home with your kids about how they're using social media and what's happening or about how they're feeling. Maybe you and your partner might discuss how um, you might handle this issue if it were to come up in your household. And so I trust that you got some value out of this time. If you would, share this episode with someone that you think might see value in it. You can find us on everywhere you find your social media, uh, I'm sorry, everywhere you find your podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, um, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, it's everywhere. And of course, you can find us online too, all your social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are just at Positively Dad, so find us and let us know what you think. And then I value your feedback too. So if you have a chance, reach out to me, James, at PositivelyDad.com. Again, thank you for listening. I trust it was of value to you. And we'll see you next time on Positively Dad. Bye-bye.